that auntie studied in the winter on the roof without clothes she was naked she had frostbite she lost her legs but look at her now <laughs> look at her now Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Unwrapped Lollipops. This is me, Farah, and with me is your co-host Hatun. Hey Hatun. Hey Farah, how are you doing? I'm sick, but I hope I sound good. I know, I'm so sorry, baby. I hope I I hope I don't sneeze into the microphone, but I am just high on a bunch of pills, so I think I'm good. Farah, did you know that birthday depression is a thing it's definitely a thing i i think i cry every birthday yeah so i was um i was on social media the, uh, the other day and i saw this guy who was like it's my birthday whatever and i don't feel like celebrating it i never did and i don't like it around my birthday but thank you so much i appreciate all the love and stuff like that so i was like even i feel horrible on my birthday for some reason but why so So I googled it. I was like, why do people feel bad on their birthdays? <laughs> I googled everything now. And I found out that it's uh there's a thing as birthday depression. And wait, I screenshot why it happens. It's because you're expecting people wait, to wait. do stuff for you but they're not. And at the same time, yeah. So basically potential causes of uh, and reasons are for some for some people it could be tied to previous negative experiences with their birthdays others may reflect on their life and may not feel like uh, they are and they they are where they want to be basically in their life and i think also the whole expectation thing as well that makes sense so i i always thought i'm just weird for not feeling my birthday but then i realized that so many people actually do feel this to the extent that there is a thing as a birthday depression and i just i feel nice like i'm not alone in this hatun how come just th- this is in your mind right now it's not your birthday it's not my birthday also guys fun fact me and farah's birthday are only one day apart like it's farah's birthday and then the next day is my birthday and i think it's the cutest thing ever it's so cute So we uh, we celebrated once on your birthday. And you know what? Uh, that was the best time. Actually, Hatun, that was one birth- of my best, best birthdays. birthday I've ever had. Same because the, see here's the thing. I think we both have birthday. I definitely depression. have birthday. Okay. Depression. Because also whenever I, yeah, the, like the year before that year, 2018, we tried to make a whole party for you and stuff like that and you were like, mm, "Okay." And I feel I knew that because like that's exactly how I feel when someone brings me a cake and things for I'm me. I'm not like, good. No, I'm not like good this. at that. Atun, if someone has done something for me, I'm not good at like very spontaneous reactions. I kind of get quiet. I get weird, Farah, even though I'm like my life is freaking spon- spontaneous. <laughs> But when someone just puts me on the spot, I'm just like bye. I'm out. My emotions are like nope we're not doing this today. But honestly Hatun our birthday so, together was the best one. Although I don't think we did we did much. Yeah. See that's what I was going to say. It was not about a birthday. It was just like a bunch of our friends. So what we did is we went for lunch. Best <laughs> lunch ever. Me, Farah and my sister. Lunch. And 
And then, and then we went for bowling, me, Farah, and a bunch of our friends, which we all love. It was a small group of people because it was at the end of August. So there weren't many people in Belfast at that time. And then it was just our very good friends. We played bowling, which was fun. And then we had dinner and then we literally just went home. And when I went home, I realized that we didn't have cake or anything, which is great. Because Same. I hate cake. It, you know how it's so weird that we both and hate cake? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is so weird. I thought I was the only cake. one. I was the only person who didn't like same. cake. I d- I'm sorry, but I don't see I the hate fuss cake. about cake. I'm sorry for everyone here who loves cake. Please don't hate us and don't stop listening to our podcast. We love you, but we don't The only cake. cake that I like is lemon cake. It's not nice. Oh, no, I only like tarts, like strawberry tarts and raspberry tarts are my absolute favorite. You know Patserie yeah. Valerie yeah. in Belfast? I was obsessed with the raspberry tarts and I took everyone out for a raspberry tart. I just tart. hate cake. I, can't, I don't know how people eat frosting. Same. Oh God, frosting. I think oh frosting is the worst thing that has ever been anything. made. It's the worst. S- <laughs> that's what I say. It's disgusting, Hatun. <laughs> it's just sugar. It's disgusting. And butter. And it's like weird and oily yeah and, and even just and even just whipped cream itself fake. is so shit it's just fat I it's sugar and fat and people are eating I that swear. with with cake and they eat i don't know how a lot of people say that we can eat the whole cake how never oh god never in my life oh okay Hatun. how did we get on a rant about cakes because we were talking about birthdays. and how did we get on birthdays <laughs> Because I was talking about birthday depression. Birthday depression is definitely real. I, it is. It's a thing. I was, but I was reading about it, and it's real. It's just real, and people just you know basically reflect on their lives, and they feel like they haven't achieved uh, much as they wanted to, and then they just end up very depressed, and they feel like they don't want to celebrate it. Like Farah, our birthday was like two yeah. months ago. Oh. So, when that came. I felt so weird and I didn't want to celebrate and I went out and I went to Starbucks by myself and I forgot my wallet as well. <laughs> but thank God Apple Pay is a thing, but I didn't know it worked here. So I went to Starbucks and I applied for jobs because I didn't want to feel useless about you, my life. You get this and rush that you are now 24. a year older, so you need to get everything sorted today. <sighs> I need to do something, yeah. And then I came home and Farah, the thing is, my family are so cute. They always try their best to, you know, plan something surprise. Mm. But I always figured it out. It is so cute. They try their best, but they never were able to surprise me ever. It's so obvious. You know ever. that they're going to do it. It's not like, I feel like it would be a surprise if one year no one does anything for you. And they treat you like shit and they forget your birthday. But then the next year they do something for you. Or like at least do it like a, a day in advance or like a month in advance. I just get something for myself <laughs> like a every birthday. Advance, I buy myself something. Yeah. And I think it's the perfect thing. Like just buy something for yourself. And if someone wants to celebrate me, let's go for dinner and no cake. Maybe hot wings. Maybe cheese. I had cheesecake this time. Well. No, I don't like cheesecake much. But you know how I love buffalo yeah, wings? Yeah, we both love bu- boneless so, buffalo wings. <laughs> so much. So we get that with Caesar salad. Uh, 
and you can sing happy birthday to me with that. We used to get that. Remember, Hatun? We used to get the family b- yeah. buffalo boneless wings, and yes. we'd get Caesar salad Each. without the chicken. <laughs> Each. Yeah. Each and they would ask us, Do you want the family platter each? And we we're like, Yes, bastard. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. They're like, What's your main? We That's were like, the main. This is it. That's it. That's the main. You don't get it. We get it. <laughs> oh my god. But I was so watching funny. have you it watched the new her. season of Sex Education? I haven't watched any episode of You haven't of watched Sex even Education. the first one? Hatun, you're missing out. I know, but then you know how I don't use my own Netflix. Use mine. I don't like use I mine. I will be judged. What the fuck? <laughs> give okay, it. To I'm gonna. Gi- give I'm gonna to give you my Netflix. I always felt like. Farah, because you know who I share yeah, my Netflix with, with, and I just feel like I will be so judged. And it's not and like they not tried confident. to hide hide the name. Yeah, they're like continue <laughs> continue watching continue it. watching sex education like, and there's plenty of sex scenes in it as well, yeah. so it's not like exactly. So I was watching it the other so day, good. and in one of the episodes, one girl said, "She's like, so the moment that you're born, you start to die, so might as well just do whatever we want." So I think that's why we start we get more depressed on our birthdays because we get re- we realize that we're older and. I think we all think the same way that we used to think when we were really young. So when you were 10, you felt like 20 is so old. Or 25, you oh, by yeah. 25, you're going to be done with this, this, this. But you're not. Oh, Farah, you know what? I became aware of how close we are to 30. Exactly. And, and it's scary, but at the same time, I'm, I'm trying ready. to tell myself that age is just a number, isn't it? Farah, exactly and because it's just a number in my head i'm like freaking 15 <laughs> i think no, we think 19. we think the same way and our brain thinks about age and things in our life the same way as we used to think when we were kids so we're just scared that we're older and we should have done all of this by this age or we used to think Hatun, yeah. think about yourself when you were when you were seven but by 25 you felt like I am gonna have like three kids and but yeah. no for I like legit I was like I'm gonna get married at 22 also because like the whole culture yeah. thing right like we studied abroad and then I was like wait wait a minute even I if you young. don't study abroad you just realize but, that you got now that you are in your 20s that doesn't mean that you're super old you you still feel like you have nothing figured out I swear to god and Hatun honestly especially for girls girls who are from our cultures we people expect so much from us people expect that by the age that you are and it's not even just because of people hatun it's because of the people that we see around us our peers they're they have completely different weird lives that we can't ever imagine oh my god farah by the time i was in my final year of high school five girls in my class were already engaged one girl got married when we were 16 and left school. See, and I've had girls the same you know? way. Like, we're still in middle school and girls are getting engaged. And before even high school, there's girls who are married and they have a baby. Like, sis, did you get your period yet? Yeah. How is this happening? <laughs> it's insane. But the thing is, Farah, because I grew up in the Middle East and I thought that was the normal thing. 
You know, like at 17, I was fully prepared that I might get married soon and it's fine. And yeah, so what? For real? At 17, you felt like it's fine? Yeah. I'm not even joking. Like at 17, I was like, yeah, sure. So what? Oh my God, Hatun. That's fine. After how, high school, how are get you, married. How were you thinking like that? That's so sad. It is so sad, Farah. Like, did you, do you remember, like, I wrote a Taijutsu post about it and it was, like, the whole thing because at, at 17, I was mentally prepared to get married and it was not weird at all to me. And that's how much I changed when I came to Belfast because I was like, wait a minute. No, that's not right. I, although I was seeing and that with my friends and I saw that a lot of girls were getting married and their their families were different, you know, their family system is completely different. But because mine wasn't, just my household, not my relatives, not them. But I never felt yeah, that yeah. way. But that is so sad that you felt that way, Hatun. It is so sad. And the thing is, it, again, it wasn't my family. Like, I'm not I'm yeah. just going to say this. Like, my family never told me that you have to get married after high school. Nothing. But again, it was the society around me. My family never really talked to me about it. But I just saw, you know, girls in school and everything. And I was like, yeah, that's the normal thing. So, you know, my turn will come one day. Now I'm like, nah, I'm young. I mean, enjoy life. It's like for, not not for boys actually. It's a lot easier for boys. It is maybe not in terms. They don't feel this. Yeah, pressure. maybe not in terms of work and getting a job. I think I think maybe everyone gets no, shit yeah. tattooed. To be fair, yeah. it's just different kinds of shit. Yeah. See, like, the thing is, we mentally prepare ourselves for this way earlier than they do. But I think for them, it's also hard because. I mean, we're talking about people from our cultures. Like, that really does not apply to people from, like, Europe and the UK mm-hmm. and all of that. That's a whole different story. But in our cultures, for boys, they are... They just think that, you know, they st- they need to settle down as soon as possible. They need to earn money. They need to make their family proud and, like, you know, work in the family business or whatever and just, you know, start earning as soon as possible because it's going to be their responsibility to provide that's true but at the same time Hatun, i saw i see a lot of guys who don't do any of that but they still end up marrying and they, they're still they find girls for themselves and people are willing to give their daughters to them but they don't find for the, themselves. yeah they don't find, they don't for, find themselves. for themselves the someone finds find it for them. for them yeah they literally do nothing which pisses I wish, me off you know i was a guy living my best life in our societies it's definitely way easier and farah i i saw this somewhere i don't know like a video or something where like the guy is not even good looking and he gets a beautiful girl that if he would have if he would have like gone and like tried to hit on Mm -hmm. her he would have never got her you know she would have never looked at him but just because it was like an arranged marriage Mm -hmm. kind of a thing it worked for him pretty sad and i think that's that's a good thing although looks don't matter but they do, they do in a sense that I heard this somewhere that your looks are your first introduction and your personality is your second and the second one is what makes you stay with someone yeah. so I don't True. A, a lot I of people like, you know how they say that I don't care about how someone looks but you do that's what you see so you need to like you that do. before like, you you like how the person is you know obviously it could be different or definitely. you know you could change your mind after you speak to them but at the same time, like, it does. It does, really. And at, even if we're not, maybe someone is not attractive or something, but 
the way they carry themselves, the way mm-hmm. maybe they dress up and all of that, that all contributes into like the look of the person. You know, maybe he's not, you don't find him exactly attractive, but you like how, what he's wearing or something like that. And then you talk to him and maybe you like him more or you just dislike him and run. Yeah, someone's um, aura and someone's vibe is really important to me. N- now that I get older, I realize that more more and more that how when you sit with certain people, you feel completely drained and you're tired after it. And when you sit with certain people, you just feel fine. Oh, yeah. You're good. Yeah, sometimes you sit with people and it, the conversation, everything just comes easily. And that is, I think, like, the, that's the best. And that's why I loved hanging out with you and Tuba in the very beginning, because everything just came naturally. For how did we get here? We were talking about, like, Finally, we can, go get, we can get back to it. So, yeah, anyways, like, some guys just get a good wife. <laughs> and, but, like, the thing is, Farah, with the whole, like, arranged marriage process, it can be different from, like, I, I realize it's different for you guys than it is for, for us. Yeah, definitely. There is a difference. I used to think it's ki- it's exact exactly the same, but it's not. It's pretty different. No, for us, it's. Ex- I mean, I'm talking from where I'm from again. At the same time, maybe in other Middle Eastern countries, it's different. But for us, we exactly follow. You know, the the Islamic which rules, which I like. And then, yeah, I feel like that's how it's supposed to be. And then, like, people get, uh, we give them time to get to know each other. And then, like, if they like each other, but like, okay, fine, go get married, bye-bye. By the age of, I feel like, not even the age, oh, as God. soon as you graduate, everyone expects about you to that. have a job. Oh, God. If you're a girl, already, have a like, husband, already okay. have a child, maybe two. You know? Yeah, yeah just two. You're just a girl. You should have had one already. since the day we were born. What the fuck were you doing all your life? <laughs> Yeah, be pregnant, be... Oh, God. For I don't I, know, I don't pregnant twice like, in one year. <laughs> ba- back home, that's very common. You know, the girl gets married by their first year anniversary. Anniversary, They have, like, a baby. And I'm like... And I'm like, dude, so you're telling me you've been waiting all your life. And as soon as you get married, you have a baby? Like, just enjoy sex for a while, just... Yeah. There's I don't I don't know maybe we'll cut this part out of the podcast but one of my I've heard her saying this she got married really young I think she was probably like sixteen mm-hmm. so she got married and in within a year she had a child okay and she was explaining how like how sex was and how you know it felt for her to like lose her virginity in her first night and okay she was like. For the longest time, for years, I was like, what is the fuss about sex? Okay. Poor girl was having bad sex for probably like a couple of years. Okay. And she popped out children. So imagine you're growing old with a person oh. and you already have children and you've never had or an orgasm. You've never had good sex. Oh, no. I know. And I feel like most women are like that. No, wait, she's still like this? I don't know. I, I'm not sure if she's still like this or not because I don't talk to her anymore. But I heard her talking about this and I was so sad. I was like... And I was pretty young, to be fair, Hatun. I don't know why I was in this room. <laughs> <laughs> See, there is this um, there is this kind of YouTube talk show which has three Muslim hijabi women 
and they talk about everything Farah and I love them for it. Have you ever seen three hijabi women talking and posting that and they talk about sex and intimate relationships with your husband? I've just never heard never. women talking about it, especially from our culture. Never. They don't ever Farah, right? It like not even any Muslim girls really much talk about it. Like they were like hijabis and religious, right? And for me, it was so sad. But hearing these girls talk, I think the talk show was like honest talk or honesty. I, f- I forgot. I don't know why I forgot. But I loved it. They were just talking about how important it is for the woman to orgasm, how like um, uh, foreplay is important, how like her like her has your husband being like sweet talk to you is very important as well. And just hearing them talk about all of this, I felt like crying. Proper sex education. Muslim yeah, edition. Because Farah, why is no one talking about it? Like it's like forbidden, but girls are not aware of this. Like again, they were telling this one story about this female who was saying, "I'm married to my husband, and I never felt an orgasm." And it's so for sad. how long? I'm not sure really, because I, I I heard that like long time ago. But I think she was married for years to him. And she never had an orgasm and she never felt like he takes care of her needs, basically. Atun, that, that's just... Ooh, I heard the story. You know the thing that I was telling you about on Instagram? There's this guy who shares people's voice notes. Yeah. He shared a story. This was a long time ago. It was a girl and she was saying her story about how her husband has a tiny dick. Okay. Like, a, Or maybe it wasn't even a tiny dick. Maybe he just couldn't get hard. So okay. something like that, or he had bad stamina, something like that. And she's like, I've never had good sex, blah, blah, blah. But my parents wanted me to marry him because he's successful and he's rich and he lives here and he lives there. Mm-hmm. And she's like, we've been married for years, but now I feel I, I found this one guy that I started talking to. And then we started hooking up and she's married. Oh God. Oh, and no. she's like, we started to hook up, but he's so good. He 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 does everything so good. He's so good in sex and everything. So I keep going back to him because I don't get... I was like, wow. Like, this is how important this is. But she's so scared to say it to her husband. Yeah. Cause it's like, leave him. To say. Okay, Hatun. So about, like, expectations from people our ages. I was thinking that... I, I understand that now it's, like, social media time, right? You see everyone mm-hmm. doing everything. And before social media was, like, this prevalent... People weren't able to know like what all of their friends are doing or what everybody's yeah. doing or where everyone is at at life. It was just physically yeah. impossible. Imagine Hatun, like we follow maybe a, an average person follows probably more than 500 people. Yeah, I follow. Not your followers, but more. like people you follow. So th- that's your feed. That's what you're seeing every single day. Yeah. And realistically, like, before social media even if you had like a hundred friends imagine you have a hundred friends you were not able to know about their lives right yeah keep up what each friend is having for lunch and what yeah they're having and who they're dating and who they're with and how successful they are or whether they're they look like this or whether they look like that or what holiday they went on so you were not able to do that you you didn't know you had like a f- couple, a handful or maybe like three good friends that you could know about even 
they you even those friends you couldn't know about them every single day mm-hmm. like 10 times a day but now because of social media hatun we have imagine a thousand people that we're following we see exactly what they're doing and where they are at life yeah and no one is going to put their bad you know their shitty days or like their bad situations or them not getting a job like imagine hatun i apply to like a job and i i, I don't get it I'm not going to share that email am I? No. No one's going to do that. So and no one's going to talk about problems that they're having within their relationships. But everyone's going to post that they got married. Yeah. And everyone's going to post that they're in this uni or they're they traveled there or they traveled that. But so you're seeing a couple of hundred people every single day. It adds more pressure to you as well other than the pressure from society other than pressure from like your mom basically yeah so your family their their pressure that they were supposed to give you stayed consistent on the same level but to add on to yeah. it you have social media now imagine that imagine how and i feel like our generation is the first one to grow up with social media it is to an to it an really adult is. age yeah not the one before us not the one who's going to be after like no. the one after us is like probably like you know kids so they will grow up with social media so they wouldn't know a time before it but we knew a time before it we know when we were kids yeah, we, we couldn't like you had to call your friend to catch up with her yeah on landline you had you had to call them but yeah. you couldn't see what they're yeah. doing they, you guys don't 15 year old 14 year old girls now oh my god like when i see that on social media that they're posing with like crop tops and like they're showing their stomachs and they're they're doing their hair and makeup I and all swear. of this stuff i get pissed i report them <laughs> for a, like honestly it's scary for me i'm scared like i was never like this when i was 15 i was so innocent and i was such a baby i had the game boy and i would just like play with my game boy and that PlayStation, was like playstation game boy nintendo yeah like proper like big ass computers that you had to plug in the internet to yeah the other day i saw this girl i'm pretty sure hatun she is 12 and That's she scary. had a public account and she was in my explore page for some reason mm-hmm. and i looked at that girl she's probably 12 years old like and the way she was posing hatun she was doing those tiktok dances where you throw it back okay And I'm like what are you throwing back? You have nothing to throw back. <laughs> And I swear Hatun I I reported her account. I was like what the fuck where are her parents? <laughs> But for as well like parents cannot okay that's that's another topic right now but yeah this generation is growing up very weirdly honestly. Everybody's like, fucked kids. Everybody is. It's scary but at the same time for a people are having babies in our age yeah Farah, someone's having now, a baby someone's just just now for i am invited to three weddings from all girls my age three of them are my very close friends they're all my age three weddings and i'm sitting here wondering what i'm gonna cook for my midnight snack yeah everyone at invited. our age is just at very like completely different levels Yeah, some are still in uni. Some are doing masters. Some have two kids. Some have businesses. Some 
are doing podcasts. <laughs> you know? It is weird. And it has nothing to do about... You know how, Hatun, our life is a scam. That's that's how I've started feeling now. Your whole life. Okay. Your whole life, Hatun. Since you're you're a baby, you're three years old, they send you to school. Mm. Okay? Since you're three. So before you can even think or clean your shit, you're going to school. Yeah. And you start having classes and they start teaching you stuff okay fair enough we need to know how to read we need to know how to write but they start grading you you start to get grades right yeah and you got you got a six but your friend got a 10 so that means that you are a six and your friend is a 10 Mm -hmm. so your whole life this is how you grew up you're like do better do good in school and you're worth more. And you're worth more because you did well in school. Because everyone's mm-hmm. praising you because you did well in school. Because you got an award. Yeah. Because you got a certificate. Because you got a medal. Then mm-hmm. everyone says, um, so now you're in like middle school, right? Everyone's like, do good here because you need to get into high school. Yeah. You do, you do good, you know. You shit your pants. You don't do the stuff that you like. You have like five tuitions, you have this, you have this class, you have, you're playing you with your friends. You study all day, all night. Yeah, you're doing everything and you get into high school, right? And then they're like, you need to, this is the most important year of your life. This is the most important oh, years God. of your life. You need to do well because you need to get into uni. Yeah. Right? And all this in time, like uni. it's in a good uni, you, you've never really thought about the stuff that you're doing, that you want to do. You work really hard and you get into uni. And then they tell you that you need to do really well because they're, you know, they're grading you all across your years till you're 22, 23 years old. They're going to keep grading yeah. you. And grade is a number and one number is higher than the other number. And that's just a fact. Yeah. So you see yeah. the numbers. It's it, There's nothing to hide. There's no feedback. It's not like they care about you. So they're giving you feedback. They're giving no, you numbers, numbers because that's th- that's the system, isn't it? So you yeah. get to a point in life where, okay, you found, you got the number that you wanted. So now what? Now get a job. There's no one to give you a number anymore. No, now get a job. And then they tell you all these numbers that you've worked so hard for more than 12 years of your life. Or 16 more, not, years More than life. 12, Hatun. Since you were three, to Six. imagine you're 23. For 20 years of your life, you've been working yeah. for these numbers. And they're and worth shit. For all these years, companies keep rejecting you again and again and again and again telling you you are not good enough smashing your soul a bit by a bit each time and you are supposed to pick yourself up and say no i am worth it yeah i am worth a number (laughs) i am worth more than a number farah and (laughs) you know what this is exactly like for example this is what happened with us okay We worked really hard throughout our lives. We got into a great university and we applied to shit tons of uh, like jobs. Hmm. And I keep getting rejections after rejections. Today, I woke up to a rejection, Farah, and it became normal. And at some point, I was just like, why the fuck did I work all these years? For what? Why are these companies telling me my years, my efforts, the nights I spent crying, the nights I didn't even sleep, but I just had caffeine for blood are not worth it. 
Because at the end of the day, Hatun, when you think about it, institutions and schools and unis are still service providers. They are still a business. They're making money. They are. Okay, I was... Um, I saw... Th- I read this article the other day and it was like, is meritocracy a myth? And I read that? up on it. Meritocracy as in like merit. A what? Merit, like as in how much... You, numbers you get or like who is better than the other person oh oh okay you know like for example when you apply mm. for the loan the university fund thing from your government mm. there you, there's mm. a certain merit right that you need to meet yeah so okay. it was like is it a myth and there's a lot of arguments and there's a lot of people who are like speaking about it now that it doesn't matter like even if you were the top of your class or even if you were like you know the smartest kid the highest iq level it doesn't matter because at the end of the day you your like level of success does not depend on your merit no never it's just the network of people that you are from and most of the times that people who are able to get into their dream jobs or they're they're able to open their dream businesses are people who are from a certain group of people yeah they know a certain group of people they have connections they have this they have that but it's not people who are genuinely smart and whenever hatun in our society there is one person who doesn't come from this elite group and who doesn't come from a really posh family or a rich family and they're able to get like ahead in life or get successful in something every single parent is coding that kid i swear to god every single parent is like This kid did not have this, 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 this thing that you had. Farah. But look at them now. We had this neighbor who would study apparently in her country on the roof, even when it was cold. Because See? she lived in a room where like all she and her siblings had to sleep, which were there were like 10 siblings. I don't know how much. And she studied on the roof. And now she's like a great teacher. And my mom keep telling me the story again and again. And there is this And one I'm story like, that my mom has always told me. It's about this one guy, not even this guy, it's like a family of kids who were who yeah. weren't very who were unfortunate or like they were not that financially stable. And they had one room yeah. where there was one light bulb which would only turn on like for 10 minutes in a day and they would study there like 10 <laughs> minutes in a day. I don't know something something like that. So and they're still successful. And every single person and exactly. their mother and their father is quoting fucking Malala every single day. And it's like Farah, like my mom keeps saying every time I complain about not being able my to study or an anxiety or depression, she just goes like that auntie studied <laughs> in the winter on the roof without clothes. She was naked. She had frostbite. She lost her legs. But look at her now. <laughs> look at her now. I was like, I'm going to die. I don't have any feelings. This is just where we're at. Everyone's like, look at Malala. You know, this, this, this. She comes from this family. People were trying to she was shoot her. And I'm like, she's not successful because she was studying all these years or she was working really hard. No. She's successful. If she, if she, if she got shot. Yeah, she got shot and she's successful because she survived being shot and everyone knew that she's shot, not because of the stuff that she was doing. <laughs> no. There's this really smart guy and he said that the way our brain works is that if we know something really well, it becomes second nature and we stop thinking about it when we're doing it. 
it doesn't mm-hmm. like interest us anymore but if we don't know something we keep trying to do it and that interests us more than the stuff that we already know and the thing that we've been taught all our lives is that if you're not good at a certain subject or if you're not good at a certain thing you have to get good at it yeah not the thing that you're naturally like good at you, you should be pursuing that instead so it becomes second nature and it's easy for you atun this story about arranged marriage i read this on a group and it spooked mm-hmm. the shit out of me um have you seen that uh, the turkish scary movie which one um wait is it jane no i think it's uh, something with a d i think it's called dabby or something like that no no i have I mean, i'm probably one. saying it wrong so i've saw i've seen like two um series or what like two of the movies from it okay okay they're scary as shit right they're really mm-hmm. scary they're literally the scariest movie i've ever seen farah muslim scary movies are way more on another level because yeah because they're real it's real <laughs> it's real farah this like black magic shit it's you know in western movies they it's always you know this child who was abandoned by their parents so the child yeah. haunts the house so yeah for us That's when we look real. at the movies we're scared but every time we're scared we go like yeah but i am muslim and i know that human beings are not ghosts <laughs> yeah so but we make the them Muslims we make ones? ourselves feel better oh for i've seen this one turkish movie that was terrifying and they had like this woman basically wanted to marry this i think that was her cousin or something which is anyways so she wanted to marry that guy and she goes and he was already married and had a, and had a daughter but okay. she still wanted to marry him because he was cheating on his wife with her so she goes to this imam or sheikh and she basically wants like like black, like black magic, magic from him yeah and like he goes and digs a grave and gets like the leg oh of God. the whatever whoever that dead person is and he gets like her hair and his hair or like his wife's hair or something and they mix it with pig blood and something and and they read some you know for her so it's really real was, it's real and it makes me want i wanted to cry i didn't watch that movie i was like never i couldn't sleep for a no it was terrifying on the next level so hatun okay, i watched like yours. i watched two of these right so okay. i'm probably butchering the name but they were really scary and then after i watched that movie a day or two after that i saw this mm-hmm. and i was like what the fuck like this is all real so the girl says what happened she's like hey girls i want to share something that happened with me it was really messed up Uh-huh. She's like, "So, I started talking to this guy I met through a Rishta group. The guy was perfect. He was kind and nice, really accomplished, Ivy League, well settled. Obsessed with okay. me and showering me with presents, you name it." Okay. Then she's like, "He used to tell me bits of his life. He told me his father was abusive and his parents were separated, that his father did some creepy shit like make a circle in a graveyard and stay in it for God knows how long." Oh my god. He he would also joke about how he has different personalities like in Mai Abdul Qadir Hu the kid the Islamic guy etc he also joked and that he had split personality. So oh god. Yeah, so he was just joking. He's like, you know, I'm just weird. I'm quirky. <laughs> Then okay. she's like we were still talking and getting serious. Then weird mm-hmm. things started happening to me. 
It started with me okay. losing control of my movements. What? My hands started making weird gestures by themselves. My heartbeat would go up really fast. My neck started okay. twitching. My body started making violent jerks. I felt like something had possessed me. Oh my god. Okay. This went on for 3 days. My mm-hmm. mom recited Quran day and night. And whenever mm-hmm. she did, I used to jerk violently. He didn't know what ha- what was happening. Then one night I talked to his mom and had a pleasant conversation. That night I completely lost it. My mom started reciting Quran and I started screaming. Oh my, oh my god. god. Oh my god, Natun. And then she's like my mom asked me to recite the Quran and I started shouting it again and again in a different voice that I'm wait a second. Yeah, she started shouting in a really weird voice. They didn't know what to do, so they took me to the emergency ro- room. In the car, I kept screaming. They don't want me to get married to him. So okay. she kept screaming in the car. They don't want me to get married to him. They don't want oh me to God. get married to him. To the guy's name. <gasps> okay, so the guy's yeah. like, you know, Spencer. Mm-hmm. So th- the jinn is making her say don't yeah. get married to Spencer. Okay? Okay. So the hospital gave me a drip and I slept. The next day I was taken in to I don't know what. The doctor said because I was about to get married and stressed and that I was stressed so it made me lash out like this and have a out of body experience. Bullshit. I was admi- bullshit. yeah, bullshit. I was admitted into the psych ward for 6 days. What happened in the psych ward is another story but like I became really paranoid and wouldn't enter washrooms by myself. Yeah, she's like I prayed Quran all the all the time and offered namaz as well. I took medicine and in 6 days I was discharged. Okay. okay. So the doctor said that it was stress induced, but honestly, I've been close to marrying yeah. other people before and I was genuinely wasn't stressed and I was really happy to finally yeah. get married and that things were doing well in my life. Yeah. When I came back, I still had those weird movements. I recited Surah Baqarah in my house, gave away all my stuffed animals, my childhood Barbies, took off all pictures from my room. My mom and brother thought and thought that I was crazy. One time I decided to recite the Quran and I fainted. Oh my god. Few days later I was lying on my bed and the sun was shining on me. I felt my body move upwards and my mouth opened. I literally oh. felt something leave my body. It was really fucked up. I thought it was some psychological shit cuz that's what the doctors were telling me. They must yeah. be thinking I was hallucinating or something, but to be honest, if I was, I would have known because I was completely in my senses. Yeah. Uh Farah, I'm not sleeping tonight. Fuck you. I'm not sleeping tonight. So, it's a really long story, but then the guy after all of this happened, she didn't tell him about it. that anything mm-hmm. happened to her so he came to her house to get like officially asked for her hand and they were sitting in the formal living room and she's like he he kept twitching from one personality to another and she's like i mm-hmm. noticed it he was so weird and even on the dinner table like he would say he would act like a child but then act like a grown up but then act like a different person and then act aggressive and then normal and she's like mm-hmm. he himself called it off like his parents were like we don't want you to get married here 
Okay. And then nothing ever happened to her again. I was so scared. I was like, this was just after the movie. And I was like, wow. So people are legit doing this kind of stuff. Farah, I have heard it. I have seen it in my life. This shit is real and it's terrifying. So high expectations from people our age and then black magic. Okay, thank you guys for listening to this episode. This was, I mean, expectations from people our age and weirdly black magic at the end, which is real for everyone wondering. It is real. Even for the white people. Even for white people. Believe and us. no, and no, children don't turn into ghosts. And no, people don't turn into no. ghosts. Ghosts are ghosts. No. Ghosts are ghosts. Jinn are jinn. They exist. They have their own religions. They have their own thing. It's a thing. Yeah. So before Hatun, we're we're getting too invested into this. We need to fuck off. Yeah, spooky season. Yeah. So thank you so much, guys, for listening. We hope we didn't creep you out much, and we hope you like this very casual chat, which I absolutely enjoyed. And please follow us on all our platforms: Instagram. Oh, we hit two hundred followers on Instagram. So thank you so much, guys. We hope that soon we will hit two thousand hundred. What? Two thousand hundred. I meant. I love 200, that. Two thousand hundred. <laughs> Fuck numbers. I meant two. We're engineers. Two thousand hundred. <laughs> Guys, please follow us everywhere. I don't know why everyone is not following us. Follow us. Also, make sure on, if you listen to us on Spotify that you are following us on Spotify. Please, after I say this, go make sure that you do follow Even us. Even on Apple Podcast, please, guys. Apple Podcast, YouTube, subscribe, turn on notifications, Instagram, turn on notifications there as well, and show us love, please. Leave reviews, five stars, please. Okay, guys, bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye.